Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and sitting opposite me as always is Matt. Hello. 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 Hi. (laughs) We are here for part two. The impromptu part two. The impromptu part two of who you are versus who you want to be. Yeah, we... (laughs) We started this last week. (laughs) We we planned this out as a one-parter and then... As you would have no doubt heard by now, <laughs> Courtney decided, fuck it, this is my show. I'm taking over. I didn't you, big realize. boy, can just sit back and shut the hell up. I didn't realise how long it was going for, mind you. But, yes, to, just to start off with, if you've not listened to last week's episode, go what and you, listen to that first. What are you doing? Because this will not make sense doing? unless you listen to that one first. Yeah, so, well, Courtney, you're on such a good roll and we're dropping so many tremendous sort of um, – Knowledge bombs. It's like, well, I'm just gonna sit back and just let you go for it. Yes, but can I just say, the way that our our studio here, Matt, is set up, just for you listening, the way that our studio is set up, Matt has the controls, so he controls the volume, he controls oh, the 100%. sound effects, like that. <laughs> that come every so often, just annoyingly put in because he's got these buttons he can push. Oh, hundred percent. And then he's also got the computer with all of the stuff on, you know, yeah. facing him. I can't see it. So I actually lose track of how long these podcasts sometimes go for. Okay, so to be fair, we both have a computer in front of us. Let's let's I don't have the gadgets sound, though no. in mine. I have I have the gadgets because I know how to use the gadgets, but you know what though? I actually think it's a good thing that you can't see the runtime on the episodes because I think you'd probably cut yourself off too short. Uh, probably you're right. And actually. ultimately as well, and this is something that Courtney and I have always agreed on, we don't really care too much how long or short the episodes go for as long as we feel like we're getting across the point you want to get across and that we feel like we're giving you value. Yes. And I, I do think you, knowing Courtney as I do, if she were to see how long she was speaking for in some instances, she might actually shut it off a bit yeah, you're sooner right. than it needs to be. I'd rather, I'd rather avoid that. I would do that. So, And you, also, to be fair, like you are such a good speaker, I'd rather just sit back and just let you go. <laughs> let me roll on. Yeah. Hey, look, when you're on a roll like that and you're giving a lot of value like that, like I'm not getting in your way. Yes, well, thank you. But that is why last week's episode was impromptu. We made it an impromptu two-parter. It was planned impromptu. Because it was going on for a lot longer than we had anticipated in the planning. We got into a roll. I got into a roll. Mm. So we decided because we hadn't even touched on Matt's side of the story that we needed to make it a two-parter because his personal experiences are just, if not more impactful than mine. Oh, so now. Come on. Hold your fucking horses come on there, now. champ. They are. No, I, I would thoroughly disagree about more impactful. Just as then. Please do not minimise what you bring to the table and where you've come from because you have perspective and experience that I, that I don't. We'll say just so as I'm, impactful. I'm not, I'm not copping that. As mine. So it's really important that we also hear his personal experience with this topic. Yep. 10-minute episode coming up. Yeah, right. So let's get into this. So... Well, probably if you want to, from your perspective, let's just touch on what we mean by this concept. We will. So last week we spoke a lot about this concept, but mostly about my experiences with it. So the concept that... The whole idea behind this topic is we're, we're talking about um, our identity and self-worth and, and really our mindset between who we are and who versus who we want to be. So realistically coming down to somebody who is overweight, mm. unhappy, does not want to be overweight anymore but continues to think and act like someone who is overweight. 
So And the person they no longer wish to be. Correct. Allegedly. So that is the whole idea behind this topic, mm. which was we've we've seen it a lot. We've experienced parts of this in our own history. We see it a lot with clients and it's a really, really yes, interesting topic because it really does come down, Matt, I think you'll agree, to perception of yourself, so the way that you view yourself and your self-worth. Mm, um, the for wh- sure. it's, it's also a bit of an identity topic, the way that you More than a bit. perceive yourself. And realistically, I know we don't use the, the word a lot, but it is a mindset topic. So oh, it, it is a lot about mindset and I where you mindset. are. <laughs> About a bit of an overused phrase, mindset. Um, mm. It's sort of tacked onto a lot of things these days, but mm. it really is a, a big mindset topic, this one. Okay. So did I miss anything in describing the topic, Matt? Do you think you did? No. Because I don't. Good. So let's get stuck in to Matt's side of this topic. Matt, do you want to tell us if you have ever struggled with self-worth in this way? (laughs) The difference between who you are versus who you want to be. (laughs) The first question is comedy. Rhetorical, but anyway, (laughs) I'm going to ask it because it's going to kick us off. Uh, Well, the answer is of course. Yes. Uh, I um, don't think... You'll ever meet um, an overweight person who has uh, issues with self-worth. I think that's part of where the whole thing starts. So I know for me, uh, when I was younger, um, as I started to put on weight, you know, you, I suppose you start to devalue yourself. But also for me, putting on weight through school, I got teased a lot in school. Uh, nickname that I earned was Fat Matt because, mm. you know, it's pretty easy and it rhymes. Um, and so I got to the stage where I would be at social situations both in school and then after, in, in my adult years after school, I would avoid a lot of social situations mm. because it was like, well, people are going to judge me. Because with someone like me, when you were the the size I got to, as tall as I am, there's no hiding. No, you're very very tall. So just under two meters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fraction under two meters. Yeah. So that's what six foot five. Six. Six. So very tall. Um, but also when you're that heavy, you take up a lot of space and you can't hide. Very noticeable. You're very very large. You were size, what, 5XL at your biggest? 7. 7XL. Uh, so when you take up a lot of space, you know, you know, it's like when you're not confident in yourself, you don't want to be seen. Mm. You want to be able to hide where you can and be, you know, um, as, as you know, inconspicuous as possible. Impossible for me. Mm. But I get to the stage where, like, if I'm, say, going out for the night with friends, I'm going home, like, you know, walking to get a taxi, for example, by myself, if I'd see people down the street, I'd walk around them. Mm. I didn't want them to see me or potentially say something like, oh, fuck, look at that fat shit. You know? And then eventually, this when you live, when you live that way long enough, you get in your own head mm. and you get in your own feelings, as we like to say, and you start to tell yourself things. So I'd tell myself things like, you know, you're always meant to be this way. Mm. This, is, this is how it's going to be. You're always meant to be single. You're never going to be happy. You're going to die alone. And I would tell myself that. And you tell yourself these things enough, you start to believe it. You start to act it. Yeah. So it's like, well, just keep doing what I'm doing because this is the way it's supposed to be. Um, but I was always also, one of Courtney's favorite terms is uh, self-reflection. Upon reflection, I'd always be very self-depreciative and I still am in some ways now but more because I get a kick out of it because it just makes me laugh and as Courtney will attest to I love to make myself laugh and I get amusement out of the dumbest fucking shit yes you do (laughs) so I can be um 
very self-deprecating these days, but not in a negative way mm. because deep down I know how good I actually am Yeah, these days. Um, but, you know, it's a bit, a bit of a giggle. But back then it was completely different. So I would be um, very self-deprecating to avoid anyone else bringing it up. So it's like, well, hey, I know how fat and unattractive I am and I'm now saying it, so please don't tell me. Because mm. it wouldn't hurt as much. Yep. You know? Um, and I was very much a, a people pleaser. Yeah. Now, I should mention, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a people pleaser. Mm. I actually think it's a good trait. I think it's a noble trait. Except when it comes at the expense of yourself. Yeah. Then it's a problem. And for me, it was. Mm. So everything took priority over me. Now, when those things tend to happen, that's when you, you know, say from a, a nutritional standpoint, you tend to make quick and easy choices. So I never learned how to cook until I was like in my mid to late 20s. It was always quick and easy, like, oh, you know, uh, drive through, takeaway, drive through, fast food, that sort of you know, junk like that. Um, a lot of processed shit. If I need to stay back at work, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll stay back at work. You want me there to work on the weekend? Yeah, I'll come in on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Just saying yes to everyone and everything. But it means you generally will say no to yourself. Uh, but this, for me, over time, this built up. Like negative self-talk, uh, negative self-image, people pleaser, uh, lack of self-worth. It's sort of built up almost like pressure inside until it just goes, yeah. And overflows. Um, and that's where I've, I've, you know, eventually led to my my sort of snap point. But um, it never really sort of took hold or started to change to the better until I sort of made a, a conscious choice like, fucking, this shit's got to stop. Mm. Yeah. So when you... You said you sort of reached that that snap point to change. That was when you were at your 7XL? Yeah. That was when you were at your biggest, was it? No, when I was at my fattest. Fattest. And unhealthiest, obviously. There's a difference between big and fat. So when you made that, that point, that snap point to change, mm. what was your goal? What did you, what did you see yourself getting to what was the did you have a vision of what you wanted to be no you didn't at all how how can you reasonably expect to have a vision of what you want to be if you've never done it yeah a lot of people i see a lot of people struggle with this oh i it's tough for me because i've never i've never been anything like the way that i am so i can't visualize it so i can't take action like you don't fucking have to and I don't think you can be expected to visualize it because it's just a guess. And whatever your guess is, it's going to be something different anyway. Because whatever you think is going to happen along the way, fucking forget it. It's going to go 500,000 different ways. For me, it was all about what I did not want. Ah, yeah, yep. So I couldn't visualize what I wanted to be, but I could sure as fuck visualize what I did not want to be because it's called a mirror. (laughs) Yeah. Right, and on top of that, it's like, well, this this is what I see. This is how I feel. This is how it affects me in social situations. This is how it affects the way I view myself and the way I act. I reject all these things, and I don't know what's going to happen from here, but it can't be worse than this. Did you ever have a dream along the way of? So maybe not at the start, but did you ever have a dream along the way of what? Of like what you wanted, what you wanted to look like or no, feel like or no, do with your life? Nope, none of that. Just not this. Mm. It was just a complete and utter rejection of the status quo. Anything but this. That's an interesting way to look at it though, isn't it? Because most people would have some sort of dream of what they wanted. Um, I will respectfully disagree. Uh, in my experience, a lot of people... Um, that I do speak to will often share what they no longer want. More so, so than what they want. 
Yeah, because initially for a lot of people, and I was one of them, it starts with the concept of pain removal. Yeah, okay. So, you know, give me some, some examples here, right? One, I don't want to look in the mirror and look like a pile of shit stacked six foot high. We'll start there. I don't want to have to spend hours a day trying to pick out what clothes will make me look the least fat. I don't want to stress about going out for a social event on the weekend and having everyone look at me. Mm. You know? Um, I don't want to you know, feel like a beached whale rolling out of bed in the morning. I don't want to get out of breath going up the stairs. You know, so for a lot of people, and I was one of them, it's about removing these sources of pain. Some people, their goals are aligned with chasing what I call sources of pleasure. I want to look like this. I want to feel like that. I want to achieve this. Hey, if that's you, great. That wasn't me. Mm. It was just what I didn't want. Because much like Courtney explained in the previous episode, what also made it hard for me to visualize what I wanted beyond I've never done it before is back when I first started, there, like social media was my space. Yeah. There was no Facebook. There was sure as fuck no Instagram or YouTube. No influencers. <laughs> no, there were no dickheads getting on Instagram, showing off their best 1%. Um, but there was like, I, didn't, I, I, I had no sort of frame of reference. Mm. But what I attached my purpose to was, well, I don't want this shit no more. And whatever else is out there, can't, I just sort of rationalise with myself, whatever else is out there, whatever it is I can achieve, surely can't be worse than this. Mm. So I'm going to take that leap of faith and just see where the fuck it goes. Then over time, as you start to improve, and I started to improve, it's like, okay, what else can I do with this? That's when I started to be able to sort of chase what I call sources of pleasure. I want to achieve this. I want to do this. I want to look like that, whatever it might be. But as I said initially, none of that counted. Mm. I had no visualization. I had no massive mindset shifts. I had no vision boards or bullshit like that. It's just like this shit I fucking hate and I don't want that shit no more. Mm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that was my purpose, was just like, I don't want this. Give me something else and we'll just see what the fuck happens. How did you go with the mindset then when you started? Because you obviously spoke, you've spoken a lot about how you knew what you didn't want. Yeah. Did you ever struggle still with that perception of fat map? Um, honestly, no. I have to say in reflection, no. That's not to say I don't have my moments. Yeah. But it's, it's more like, well, you know what? I don't want to be that. Mm. I might still be that, but I'm not going to be eventually. I don't know how long it's going to fucking take. I don't know what's involved, but I'm sign me up for both. Mm. Whatever, whatever the time frame, whatever the work involved, whatever the financial cost, whatever the physical struggle, fucking take my money and sign me up. So never found yourself getting sort of pulled in the direction of Fat Matt again? Um, I can't say that because um, that then implies that it's been a straight shot to success, which <laughs> sure as fuck hasn't been. Um, but it wasn't more like, oh, you know, this is just who – I didn't have those thoughts of this is who I'm meant to be. Yeah. Because I was just like, I'm in control now. I'm taking ownership. Fuck this. So there's really good words to use, control and ownership. Well, isn't that what it is? Is it? In my opinion, it is. The whole thing's about ownership and responsibility. Mm. Like, I got myself into this mess. I'm going to get myself out of this mess. I'm in control of my choices and my reactions to things. The decisions that I make, the habits that I build, it's on me. But what did help a lot was I had reasons to fucking do that. I didn't want to be what I want, what I was. Yeah, I didn't. That wasn't. I just didn't want that as my life. I wanted something better. What that something was, I don't know. Yeah, 
in hindsight, as it turns out, is having a podcast with my awesome wife. <laughs> yes. Back, here's a great example. Like back then, there was no such thing as podcasts. No. Actually, no. You know, I, no, actually, there were. There were. There were back then because um, I first started listening to podcasts in like 2003, 2004. But what you had to do, this is a digression, but go with me. You had to download the MP3 file from your PC, transfer it to your MP3 player. Kids don't know what that is. <laughs> um, and listen to it that way where these days, like, mate, I've got Spotify, press a button, and there's Matt and Courtney. <laughs> um, so, On our dial-up internet. Actually, it was on dial-up internet then too. Um, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> Thing, technology I don't miss. <laughs> Things kids these days will Di- never know. Dial up internet. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, but but you think like back then, like how could I ever think that, you know, I'm going to be eventually talking about this stuff on a podcast one day, mm. listened to by people all around the world, like get the fuck out of here. I think in listening to your story so far, Matt, I will say that there is a stark difference between pre – would you feel comfortable me referring to it as your snap point? Whatever you want. So pre-snap point. I'm not that precious. Post-snap point. Yeah. There is a unbelievable difference in the way that you refer to yourself, the way that you speak. You can just get a feeling from the picture you've painted for us because I didn't know you pre-snap point either. It's probably for the best that you didn't because we wouldn't be together if you did because to me it's like living two different lives. Yeah. So – you listening and hearing Matt's story and painting a picture in your mind, I'm doing the same because I didn't know you pre-snap point. Well, I was very hard to be around, um, very miserable because everything was a negative out, uh, outlook. Mm. The glass was always half empty Yeah, for me. W- whatever was the worst thing that could happen, that's what I thought would happen. Mm. And in some ways it was almost sort of fatalistic, like, oh, I hope the worst thing happens because that's what I deserve. Yeah, okay. Like even back then I was unemployed. I deserve to be unemployed. Mm. I'm a loser. You tell yourself these things and you act like it. Yeah. And you've But re- I was also – sorry, before you continue, Courtney, I was hard to be around um, because I deliberately took no joy in things. Mm. I'm not meant to be happy. So I'm going to be a miserable lump of shit. And I was very, very – the more I reflect on it, like I was a pain in the ass to be around. Just sort of it showcases though the depth of I mean, I mental health. I still am a pain in the ass to be around. Well, that's a whole other podcast. For different reasons, yeah. It um, no, <laughs> um, the, I'm with you. It does showcase the whole the the depth that mental health has in these situations. Mental health and physical health, spiritual health, are all aligned together. Yeah, they all go hand in hand, and they all serve each other. Yeah. As well, and you you know, and they they bounce off each other. So if if one is down, then it does yeah. affect it does affect yeah. it does affect the others. Um, but also, if one is down, the others can support it. Yeah. So, for example, if like I'm human, like everyone else, and I have my down days, we all do. But for example, I might it, all it might take for me to sort of you know, kick out of it is as simple as I'm going for a walk mm. or I've got to do my gym session today. I'm going to go and take it out on the iron because yeah. <laughs> the iron cures many things in life, Yes, in my opinion. Uh, and so it, it could be as simple as that. So my, my sort of physical health habits can help pick me up at, when I've got the blues from a mental health perspective, mm. but also vice versa. Like I've had, you know, I've had plenty of injuries over the years because I'm an active person and I'm not afraid to take risks hmm. anymore. And it's led to some pretty cool slash interesting slash disastrous injuries. Outcomes like, you know, hey Courtney, I've um popped my bicep off my Ten, arm, t- torn your bicep tendon. I can't, I can't. I've got a hole in my arm now. Hmm, great. Um, but you know, it's like that's a, a physical health battle or a struggle but mentally it's like well you know what this shit sometimes just happens in the name of improvement and I'm okay with that I think back to what I was going to ask you before the night and day comparing your your pre and post snap moment yeah 
post-snap moment, you have this confidence about you. And yes, you know, I'm talking generally because yes, everyone's going to have their off days. You're not going to feel confident about stuff. But generally speaking, you do have this confidence that you project. And I'm assuming it's more than a projection. You feel confident. No. No. I am. Yeah, see? See? You, You live this confident back yourself you know what? Mindset I, I, now. I actually prefer that phrase, back yourself. Mm. I think it is more back yourself than confidence because like anyone, like I don't like the idea of failure or rejection mm. or things like that, but I'm going to fucking back myself anyway. Do you think that this mindset that you have, did that come directly from your snap point or is that developed over time? Can I say both? You can say both. Both? If, as long as you elaborate. <laughs> I, I, I can't just leave it hanging there, can I? Well, the thing is, there's got to be enough to begin with to propel you forward to take action. So it's like, well, <clears throat> I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't care what it takes. Like I said before, I don't care about the cost, the time, the energy, whatever. Um, and that's enough to take action and, and do things that I would previously be very uncomfortable with. Mm. You know, like being seen at a gym. Yeah. And I'm clearly the largest human being in here. Yeah. You know, and being seen to be that beginner as well. Yeah. You know, um, or or being that overweight person who's now making conscious choices to buy and eat better foods. Yeah. But there's a there's a bridge you got to cross with that because it's like I'm showing off now that I'm working towards being a different person because contrary to popular belief, if you are overweight, it's not because you quote unquote eat healthy. Sorry, that's just the fucking truth. Yeah. All right? You are what you are because of what you've done to yourself. Like the end. All right? Okay. Now I'm this, this person who's clearly still overweight and clearly has issues with that but now making see, being seen to make conscious choices. Like, no, I won't have that barrel of beer. I some water instead, you know, or at the time some fruit juice, still a better choice, mm. you know. Um, I, won't, I won't go and slam those, that McDonald's meal. I'm going to make up some salad with some, with some nice chicken or steak or, you know, or whatever. And you then, you know, you then start to be seen as this person making these consciously better choices. And you have to come to terms with the fact that, like, people will then look at you and go, well, okay, he's working towards something. Mm. He's making choices for a reason. Own it. Like, yeah, that's me. Mm. That's me now. So I'm the person that, you know, I'm going to go to work. Sorry, I'm going to go to the gym after work. Or I'm going to go to the gym before work. Or in some cases, when it's been really busy, I'm going to go to the gym during my lunch break at work because it's going to fucking happen no matter what. Mm. Um, But then over time, it develops more just through doing and experience. And I'm going to give away one of my top tips here, but it's why I always say just don't fucking stop. Mm. Whenever you stop, you rob yourself of things like this. And a big part of what's helped me become where I, you know, who I am now, where I am now, and this this confidence you say that I sort of project outwards, has come about because I fucking earned it. Yeah. yeah. It's not because I'm lucky or blessed or bullshit like that. It's because I fucking worked my fucking ass off. Just a side note here, if you're listening, there could be few things that annoy Matt more than somebody to tell him that he's lucky. It's a trigger. Um, it's up. It's, it's a trigger up there with, oh, you're so motivated. Um, and also another trigger is how much does it cost to work with you guys? Like immediately, like I just fucking go from zero to 100. Lucky. I think you lucky, do have that. Lucky is, lucky is one that really shits me off um, because I think it can also enable people uh, to not take control and not take full ownership of things because it, you put your you put yourself in the position to receive good fortune and as I like to say you make your own luck mm. 
So I haven't got to where I am because I got lucky. It's because I fucking worked for it. Yeah. And I will continue to work for it. You do have this mindset now, ever since I've known you, mm-hmm. which is very much a fuck you to anybody who doubts you mindset. Mm-hmm. It's very much a please think that I can't do it because mm-hmm. I will show you I can do it. I won't argue with that. Yes, I true. always joke with Matt that he's got the uh, the Michael Jordan mindset. Oh. Which is... What a lucky day to be referenced in the same breath as the greatest basketballer of all time. Because Michael Jordan, if you've ever seen the documentary on him, he has this this mindset of, please tell me I can't do it because I want... Then it, well, it spurs him on. The thing is, everyone has different things that fires them up. Mm. And there's no, there's no sort of one-size-fits-all with that. There's no right or wrong. Everyone is different. As I've learned over time, I am dangerously hyper-competitive. Yes. Um, it doesn't take much to, to sort of get me going in that regard. Um, but that's just what, that's what's, what does it for me. Yeah, and that's a, that's a mindset trait that mm. is, is different and that's why it's great to have these different perspectives because it's not the same mindset trait that I, do, I have. Um, I, I do and I have developed a kick for proving people wrong. So I've been told when I was younger, like, you know, like you go to the gym, but you don't look like the guy that goes to the gym. You'll always be fat. Or like, oh, you and Courtney doing a podcast, that won't make any money. Well, fuck you and watch this. Well, so this is what I mean, though. You obviously didn't have that trait. Do you think no, growing not. up no, definitely not. that was something that could have been there that was just sort of pushed down from the fact that you were fat Matt? Or do you think that that has literally never been there until you really started to improve I, yourself? I don't think I can answer that question. I don't know. You never thought about yourself as a competitive person when you were younger? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Okay. Of course not. I was always down on myself. Right. Well, you can't do that. You'll fail at that. You're a loser. So, so that, that's incentive to not put any effort in. Yeah. So I can't, I can't say it was always there, but I can say it's sure as fuck there now. Yeah, it is there now. It's a big, big difference from the picture you're painting from the two different sides. That is a huge difference, which is your attack on new challenges. I love challenges. I love being a beginner uh, because it, it means that there's room for massive improvement. Yeah. And as I've learned over time through just good old-fashioned experience and wait for it, not stopping that you become the beneficiary of these things. How long do you think when you reached your sort of snap moment and you started to really focus on yourself and your health, Mm -hmm. did these sort of, this mindset shift start? Was it instantaneous? Did it have to build up over time? It it, it built up over time. Um, Like I said before, it was only instantaneous with regards to I'm now going to do what needs to be done, a.k.a. hashtag do the work Mm. and just take action. At all costs, yeah. The thing is, like, pretty much with (laughs) – I'm yet to meet a single person where they haven't reached – if they haven't reached their goals, and I'll I'll be clear about this, most people don't reach their weight loss goals. Yeah. Like, this is an industry – that is worth billions and billions and billions of dollars and the vast majority of people don't fucking change. Yeah. I think for 99.9% of people that fall into that category of not changing, they haven't got their purpose. Yeah. Because the thing is, and you, you only know this if you've lived it, when you've had a snap point and you can – you know when you've reached that moment when you are going to say to yourself, I don't care what it takes. Yep. I'm going to make this happen. That's when you develop the ability to become more adaptable and flexible and roll with the punches. So, okay, i got a gym workout planned for 5.30 p.m. Oh, fuck, I've got to stay back at work for an hour. Rather than be a big baby and go, oh, I can't go to the gym today, I'm fucking going to go later at night. Mm. Or I'm going to go first thing in the morning. Either way, it's going to happen. Mm. You have to have your real snap point 
to get to that moment where it becomes a whatever the cost, I'm in for it. Yeah. I'm going to make it work no matter what. A lot of people don't get to that stage and you see it through the actions because mm. it's very, very easy to talk a big game. Yeah. Oh, my goals are really important. Oh, 10 out of 10 importance. And then you do fucking nothing. Which just to me means, well, you lied to yourself about what your goals are. And there's no judgment from me because most people are like that. But when you've had your snap moment, and if you listening have had your snap moment, you know exactly what I mean. When I say, you know what it's like to feel that at all costs mentality. And it's, it's like, could this blow up in my face? Yeah, it could. I don't care. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. And I've sort of adopted that now with every other aspect of my life. Like, like you look at Courtney and I took a massive risk when we shut our gym down to start this podcast. Don't give a fuck, mate. We're just going to make it work. Mm. And we have. Mm. And we'll continue to do so. Yeah. And we had some doubts along the way, some doubters along the way, and it's been a pleasure shoving <laughs> it in their face. Do you think sometimes now when you're going into situations, Matt, do you have to – apply a bit of um, um, self-reflection or anything like that? Or for you now, your mindset is so ingrained, it's just automatic. What do you mean? Like, do you sometimes go into new situations and you have to sort of self-reflect on, all right, how how am I feeling about this? Or what did I do good? What did I do bad? Um, even still your your weight loss journey now? Like the, do you still self-reflect on where you are or I do you feel like it's so automatic now, your mindset? Both. Again, both is the answer to that question. You should always be looking at where you can improve. Yep. And I always do. It's like every everything that you do is an opportunity to learn and to improve. So I think there should always be self-reflection with regards to, well, okay, I did this. What could I do better next time? Mm. And it is a question that is sadly lacking with a lot of people is, well, where can I improve? Yeah, Where can I do better? Too often it could be easy to sort of blame shift. Mm. Oh, well, it's not me. It's, it's the fucking program. It's my boss. It's my fucking Courtney, my wife. Oh, she's so shit. Like, no, mate. <laughs> no, what can you do better? The thing is, you, you look at it like if you ask yourself the question, what can I do better? And you think the answer is honestly nothing, you are full of shit. Straight up. So that is always something I'm always thinking about when I approach things these days is, you know, will I make a mistake doing this? Probably. I'm pretty good at fucking things up, but I'm pretty good at learning from them too. Mm. Where previously, my old mindset, there's that word. Um, was, oh, well, you're going to fail, so what's the point? Don't even try. Don't even put the effort in because it's going to fail. And so thus you don't take any action and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. You've told yourself you're going to fail. You don't take action. You fail. I see I was right. But you did nothing, mate. Mm. You did nothing. The funny thing is I haven't met anyone like since I started this and then started my line of work and what we do. I haven't met a single person who has regretted putting in the effort over a sustained period of time. But I've met plenty of people that have regretted stopping. Yeah. I just, I just don't believe that's not who I am these days. So if I want to do something, um, I'll take the risk. I'll put myself out there. And that's when you generally tend to be quote-unquote lucky, not because you are actually lucky, but because you know what? You've put yourself in a position to receive the benefits that come with effort. Mm. There's the hands going again. I see him. <laughs> when, I, when I start talking with Courtney and explaining things, I get very animated with my hands. He's like, very handsy. Like I should be having holding puppets here or something, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, do you feel... Is there anything else you feel like we've missed in this conversation, Matt, or are you happy to move on to some tips that you want to give? I think um, before we go on, it's just a case of understanding that something the question Courtney asked before, which is really worth going back to, you know, could you visualize who you could be, what you could look like, what your life could be? It's okay for the answer to be no. I, I, I can't see that because I couldn't. Yeah. 
to be fair, I still can't. Mm. Who can honestly? Who can predict the future? I guess not necessarily for a lot of people who do this, because I'm somebody who does this. It's not necessarily visualizing what you know is going to happen. It's visualizing dreams or goals that you want to happen. Mm-hmm. So you not necessarily need to know where your life's going. Okay, I, I am better at that now. But sometimes you just want to have an idea of what would it look like if. And I know it's hypothetical, but that ultimately that's what dreams and goals are. Until you make them real, they are hypothetical. But for some people, the, vi- the visualization of goals and dreams is more helpful, whereas other people not visualizing it and just having it as a maybe a, a, a reverse style of I know what I don't want and then whatever there's, I get um, in the future is bonus is no, helpful. There's no right or wrong no. with how you approach that with regards to removing sources of pain versus pursuing sources of pleasure. Yeah, agreed. Both, I've seen both succeed. Yes, 100%. Um, I've, lived, I've lived the removing sources of pain yeah. thing and yep. it has worked for me spectacularly. Yep. Where now I'm at the stage where – it is more about chasing sources of pleasure because I've been doing this long enough where I can now think that way. But at the start, I couldn't think that way. I wasn't in that space as a person and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. I should also mention before we move on on to tips, one of the biggest differences for me with where I was then versus where I am now is I'm not easily defeated these days. No. At all. A lot of people are very easy to knock over. By that I mean their adversity muscle is weak as piss. Yeah, there's no resilience there. No resilience whatsoever. I actually think I'm a pretty big, strong guy. You know what my strongest muscle is? My adversity muscle. Yeah. It's stronger than any other muscle in my body because I can handle getting knocked around because you know what? I'll, I'll make it work. I think that that is a fantastic point to make and I think it's very underrated, which is our ability to deal with adversity I think it's more than underrated resilience I think it is um, criminally overlooked by people yep. it is if you were to ask me what is the biggest trait a person needs to succeed with their like their weight loss goals it is resilience yes beyond anything else yes. that's where that is numero uno yes and because like you touched on Matt too many people stop. Too many they're, they're people give though, up too quickly. They too many people stop for really, really weak reasons. Stupid, yeah. And and I think to myself, like, if you're going to let that stop you, like, wait till it actually gets fucking hard. Yeah. Wait till you're really <laughs> tested. Yeah. But if you're going to stop because oh, I had something bad for lunch, like, <laughs> get out of my yeah. face. And like we've always said, you know, quitting isn't, you know, failing isn't isn't making mistakes. Quitting and stopping is is really that when is, you failed. To me, that's the ultimate failure um, because of how much you then cut yourself off to. Yeah. So you, like, I think to myself, and I've had so many opportunities along the way to stop, and I'm not going to lie, I've had thoughts. Yeah. I've had plenty of thoughts. Like I had thoughts about well, when I first became a PT, for example, like is this really going to work? Should I go back to the office? Before we opened our gym. Our own gym. Um, when we closed the gym. Our gym and, you know, have gone completely online. Yeah. And, you know, really putting putting our focus into into this podcast and, and what we do working with people all over the world. Like I I've had opportunities and I've had thoughts about oh what what else could I do? Yeah. You know, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say, Oh, I've never had those thoughts. Of course I have. Yeah. And I've had countless numbers opportunities where I could have packed it in. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't. I think it's important though to recognize having those thoughts because having the thoughts and not acting on them is building that resilience. Because then you're seeing you're seeing the results of okay, when when I stuck in here, this is what happened. Even making the mistakes that you do, it's building the resilience because you're making a mistake and then you're able to to follow through and overcome and all of those experiences in your mind is building up your resilience. Whether you're identifying that at the time or not, it's still going towards your resiliency 
bank account, if that makes sense. I, so you're, you're building up credit in there. I agree. I think what it also, though, does is give you an appreciation when you look back yeah. in the future of like, huh, that was another fork in the road. Yeah. Where I made a pretty good choice by not stopping or not quitting or yes. not throwing in the towel. You know, so every opportunity that I've had to quit or stop, and I remember most of them because they usually come off negative experiences or a down week or a negative week or whatever, a negative day even, it's like, you know what? I stuck it out. Yeah. You rode the wave. You know, and you can, you can get more of an appreciation for that. And I think from my perspective, you develop more self-respect. Yeah. Because like, you know what? I can't handle these things. And that to me sort of feeds into more confidence in yourself to keep pushing for more. Hmm. Like I know for me, um, I'm so far beyond now where I originally wanted to be with the things I didn't want that got me started, like where things are now today recording this, like you could never, you could never imagine that. Well, you, you know? couldn't or, have, yeah. Well, I don't think anyone could. Yeah. I don't think anyone could. Um, but you sort of open yourself up to receiving that by, you know, finding purposes. And I should also mention as well before hitting into my tips, I've had multiple whys along the way. Yeah. I think you've got to keep, actually this may as well be a tip, you've got to keep being willing or continue to be willing to reinvent yourself mm. and find new purposes, find new mountains to climb. Even just re reassess What's important to you? Because sometimes that changes. I no, mean, no, I think that definitely changes. I spoke about it last week yep. in 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 part one, which was my goal body image changed. Yeah, good because point. it changed over time because of the realization of what I wanted. You know, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because you reminded me of something. Um, these days, so my let's let's use exercise right as the example here. Um, my exercise habits and you know taking care of my body um, to the best of my ability are always important to me. But now, what's also mindful, what I'm mindful of is as I get older, I don't want to be one of those people that gets older and breaks down. Mm. We all know people like this. They get to a certain age, be it forties, fifties, sixties, whatever, and everything. It's like the wheels fall off. Mm. I don't want that. So a big a big reason that's developed for me as I get older, and I'm in my I'm in my early forties, right? Not old, but not early twenties either. No. I don't want to get to fifties and sixties and just lose my functional independence and lose my ability. Like, do things change as we age? Yeah, they do. That's just that's the way it works. But I don't want to make it any worse. No. So I look at. Um, for example, the training I do as an insurance policy mm. to extend extend my functionality. Because I don't want to be sixty or seventy and be immobile. Yeah. Like I that to me sounds like hell on earth, quite yeah. frankly. You know, where when I was younger, like I wouldn't think like that. No. You know, so you, things do develop and change as you as you grow with this. And that that's the way it goes. But I do think you need to be real willing to reinvent yourself. And chase after new things and sort of discover what it is that floats your boat or get or gets yeah. your fire stoked. I completely agree so with you. So you mentioned before like my competitiveness and, and you know, proving people wrong, that that's just what gets me going. And I think you know? that's a really important tip because it's sort of on two fronts there. One is be willing to change your 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 why or let it evolve with you as your attitude perception of yourself and and where you are in life changes mm. but the second one part of that is also make sure you're always striving for something because that's one thing that we see that leads to complacency very easily which is when people reach a goal and they don't set another one you can also see it um like if, if someone first comes to us like you know what are your goals <laughs> a question we should probably look to ask more of is what do you want to do or what do you plan to do once you reach once your goals? Once you reach that goal. Because I think very often people don't think past that. 
No. Well, it's um, too hard and, to usually. And, and, well, is it is it too hard to or is it because there's too much short-term thinking? So, okay, I'm going to spend between now and Christmas losing all this weight and live happily ever after. No, that's not what that's, that's not how it works. Where to me the question would be, okay, if you achieve that, what would you like to do with that accomplishment that you've got? So if you've got a new body, you've got newfound strength and vitality and confidence, what are you going to turn that into? Yeah. Because in my opinion is if you don't, if you aren't willing to go climb the next mountain, it's it's complacency is where you're going. I, I, I completely agree. And that's, that's something I've been guilty of. And it does evolve. You know, I, I caught up with a friend for dinner not too long ago who used to hate running, hated running more than anything. Mm. And two weeks ago, two weekends ago, she just did a half marathon. And she did that because after she had her last child, she wanted to have something to aim for. Yep. Something to keep her, you know, going to the gym and something to pushing. focus her mind Keep on. pushing, I agree. And she did it. She still hated it. <laughs> she said she's never going to do it again, but she did it, we and have, that's amazing. Yeah, the question is though now, what's next? What's next? And she'll re- she'll she'll have some time to think about it. And she'll come up with something else she wants to do. They're, they're, we we in my opinion, we need to be chasing after yeah things constantly because it also to me opens you up to new experiences in life, meeting new people, learning new skills, learning new things about yourself. If you if you don't if you don't keep chasing after new goals and reinventing yourself, like you're not, to me, you're just becoming stagnant. And that's an example of one that doesn't have to be anything massive. To her, it was massive. To other people, they might look at that and think, "Oh yeah, that's just a little goal." If it's um, if it's enough to get you to do what needs to be done, even when you don't want to do it, it's more than good enough. Yeah. And no one can tell you what that is. No. So it's that's where. Like goal setting, for example, it's got to be internal. Yep. It's got to come from you, but you've also got to be willing to own it. Yes. Because not everyone is going to be able to identify and relate with the things you want to achieve, and that's A-okay. Yeah. But if, it, if it's what fires you up and gets you doing those things when you honestly couldn't be fucked doing them, like, hey, high five. Yeah. And just a little side note, I'll just say before you get on to your next tip. Yeah. If you are listening to this and you are in somebody's support network or, you know, support group, don't judge their goals. That Nothing pisses me off more. That's a very good tip. Then people that judge other people's goals and say, oh, what do you want to do that for? How about fuck off? <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Yeah. That's not helpful. That is That's, not helpful. Um, yeah, you, you've, you've nailed that one. I, I um. Even there's clients that we that we've worked with where I personally can't relate to certain things they want to achieve. Mm. However, my perspective is this: if it's enough to get you up and about and get you moving and get you going with this, then I I'm Go with you. I am with you every step yeah. of the way because if it's important to you, then it's important to me because you know, you know, from a from Live a, a co- from it. from yeah. a coach's perspective. Like we want our clients to get the feelings of accomplishment that we get yeah. and have had with things because we, we know the joy that comes with this. Absolutely. Even even as – I'm not going to say it's simple because it's one of the best things here is like when you when you know your body's changing and you know you're improving and you go back and try on old clothes. Oh. And it's all, it's all new again because it all fits differently. I love it when people come to me and they say – you know, oh, this is what I'm going to do next, like a half marathon or something like that. I got no personally. I've got no interest in running a half marathon. That makes but it to all of us. When somebody says to me that they're going to do that or a triathlon or something, I think that's amazing, and if I want to know all about if it. That's um, if that's what someone really wants, like yeah. deep down, I like think it's great, mate. More power and to you. You know, that should only ever be the response. Great. Yep, I Good agree. Good for you. Uh, so I'll um. Anyway, sorry. I've, Hijacked your tips. Your next tip. Oh, I, mate, you're good at hijacking this podcast, so <laughs> don't stop now. What's your next tip? Um, I mentioned purpose, didn't yes, I? Yeah, um, making sure you've got a strong reason why, and continuing to and let I'll, that um, evolve. I'll parrot something that Courtney said. Um, I can't remember if it was this podcast or part one because Jesus fuck, we talk a lot. 
Um, that uh, I've lost. <laughs> you were thinking about us talking too much, yeah. weren't you? I've completely. I've, I've just had a had a mind blank on that. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, it'll come back to you. What's another tip? Oh no, I remember what it is oh. now. We we do talk a lot about the importance of finding your why, and it might sound like we drone on about it a bit and like, Jesus, would these two just shut up with that? Like, actually, no, we won't. No. Because you know why we keep droning on about it? Because it is 100% the facts. Like, and I'll tell you now, without your why, without your purpose, you've got nothing to drive you. You've got nothing to either either move away from or move towards. Mm. You've got nothing to incentivize you. It's a really great way of putting it, you, which is you, nothing to move move away from. Or move towards. Well, as I said before, my purpose was to move away from sources of pain. Yeah. Right? And it was clearly enough to drive me to do it. I connected with my reason why. And that's where I see a lot of people honestly fail with this. They're wise and strong enough. Yeah. And there's, you know what? Just own it. Mm. Once you've found the purpose for either the next 12 months, the next two years, the next five years, whatever that purpose might be, you tend to know when you found it and you tend to know when someone else has found it because you can see it through their actions. Like I can even see it personally with clients of ours. I can tell through their actions who's really found their why and who has not. And it's got nothing to do with words. It's all about the action. Mm. But it, it starts with that, right? Um. The next tip I would give is um, two critical questions that need to be asked continually along the way with this. The first question is this. In this situation, what would the best version of me do? You ask yourself that question and if you're an adult, which means you're a smart person, you've been around long enough, you will deep down know what the answer to that question is. Take that action. Mm. Because if, you, if you're the sort of person where, oh, it's been a fucking big day at work and, oh, I couldn't be fucking cooking when I get home, I'm going to stop and go through KFC and get a packet of, a packet of, you know, a bucket of chicken. And you ask the question, well, what would the best version of me do? The best version of me would suck it up go home and cook a delicious, nutritious dinner anyway. Well, you know what? That's who I want to be. I'm going to go and do that. That question does not get asked enough. The second critical question that needs to be asked continually along the way with this, what can I do better? Where can I improve? That does not get asked enough either because it's a little too easy to reassign slash shift blame elsewhere. Mm. Oh, well... It's not me. It's the fucking program. My yeah. fucking coaches are shit. It's my work. It's my boss. It's my husband. Like, no, mate, it's fucking you. Okay, stop. However, if you're willing to ask the question, what can I do better, and you are honest about the answer, you know exactly what the next things to work on are, mm. which means you've got more improvement to make, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, the, that's that tip is ask those two questions. What would the best version of me do in this situation? And in general, where can I improve or what can I do better? Another tip I would give, fake it until you make it. Sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it and that's A-OK. I, <laughs> I have lived the fake it until you make it life for a long, long, long time and will continue to do so. Mm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Because... Um, Honestly, nothing beats just doing yeah, and taking action, you know? So if you have to fake it, fake it, take the action, do what needs to be done. Eventually, the penny will start to drop mm. on this. Can I give one more before we wrap up? Yeah. I've saved the biggest, most important tip for last. Don't fucking stop. Mate. Oh, that's loud. <laughs> I'd, I'd lean in for that one. Yeah. It's seriously that. Don't stop. Ever. Mm. You'll have your ups and downs. You have your doubts. You have your whale weeks. Yep. 
you have your mental health weeks, you have your shit workouts, mm. you have your superhuman workouts. Sometimes shit just goes wrong in life. That's, hey, cool. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't be easily defeated. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You're done. I've had enough of speaking. All right. Well, can we stop this podcast now? We'll wrap this one up. This we'll wrap up part two. I think we've spoken for long enough. So, thank you, Matt, for sharing all of that. Thank you, Courtney, for turning this into a two-parter. That was excellent, and I'm sure that um, that will be very helpful. We have different perspective on a lot of things, so it's really, I think, helpful to hear both sides, both stories. Neither of us are wrong. No. Because it's worked out well for both of us. Just two sides of the same coin. So it's not that different. That's very zen of you to say that. It's just, you know, it's a different perspective, but we're getting to the same location. That's the thing. There's there's multiple paths to the destination. Yeah. And if, you, if you're on a path that you can sustain, yeah. that inspires you, that drives you, don't change. Don't change. Nope. So... If you are not already part of our Facebook group, what are you doing? Feel free to come and join. If you search the Weight Loss Podcast through your podcast app, no need to. Um, if you search the Weight Loss Podcast on Facebook, you'll find the group. But in the podcast app, just click the link that we have in there. Oh yeah, that's the one. So we'll get there. <laughs> I'm not doing well. Um, that's the end for us. That's the end for us. Thanks for listening. See you next time. See you soon. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 